Welcome to the Talking Shop Podcast. Join Josh and Michael as they talk about the latest hobby news, what's on the shelves at Grand Slam, the inside scoop on what it's like running a local card shop, and much, much more. Now, to the episode. Hey, what's it's up? that time. How's it's it going, man? Podcast time. Uh, it's good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. The see this now. Now it's it's my family's turn to to troll me on the on the podcast. <laughs> you can be distracted with the comments, and I'll I'll keep. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate oh. it. How I don't have that? any distractions. I'm batching it. My my <laughs> wife and kids went on vacation Friday, and so I'm living the bachelor life and. Uh, I leave. I don't leave till Sunday to go out there. We take a two week vacation. They go out a week early, and then I come the second week. That's right. Are you going to be podcasting from Texas next week? Oh yes, we'll we'll make that work. That'll be fun. Excellent on on location. What's JP. up, JP and my lovely wife Susan? What's up? And all twenty five of my kids. The brains. What at literal the literal Brady Bunch? Did you do anything good, uh, good and fun for Memorial Day? Um, just yeah, I I, I can't remember what I did, but I did it's something. Been, it's been oh, so we long had now. we had some family over and and ate and grilled out and okay. hung out. So excellent, excellent. I've been I've been watching. Uh, my my goal with the wife and kids gone is to watch a movie every night. So I've been watching a movie. Went to Top Gun. Went to Doctor Strange last night. Um, rented a Gerard Butler movie called Last Scene Alive. So if y'all are wanting a good movie, that movie's good. Watched The Northman, another movie I rented. The Viking, some Viking movie. Getting your testosterone going. Hell in the Cell was yesterday. <laughs> Ed is here on a phone call. Here, let's put uh, Ed's uh, put Ed's comment on the screen, or I'll, I'll put Ed's comment on the screen, and then I'll. I'll do my sign language. There you go. That's that's yeah. hi Ed. Hi Nancy. <laughs> oh Nancy. Is Nancy <laughs> back? <laughs> so uh let's go ahead. Do you want to hit the rundown? Do you want me to do the rundown? I week? can hit the rundown. So right. it's the same rundown as every show, but what we do is uh, uh in the intro, we're gonna give you the show rundown. We're gonna hit the opening rip. In the opening rip, we're gonna talk about the playoff picture. My uh, prediction is still alive by a thread. Um, we're going to talk about some news from PSA. Um, in our new in the shop segment, we'll talk about a uh, pro- new product that's on its way right now to the shop for release this week. And um, in the behind the counter segment, I'm going to talk about breaking, card breaking, since we do some of it and I mean, I almost feel like there's controversy around it sometimes, and uh, I just want to give you our perspective on our breaks and why we do them and uh, how we do them, and uh, and then uh, for our hobby and advice and listener questions, we're going to talk about trades, because we do have trade night coming up, trade night eight, and then uh, we'll look at our cards from the vault this week, my card from the vault actually comes from one of our listeners sold me a card, and we're going to show it off in the in the vault segment. And then we'll talk about upcoming product that will be coming out in the very near future. 
And then we always end with our crazy stat of the week to blow your mind or get you talking. (laughs) There it is. That's the rundown. The opening rip. How much basketball have you seen uh, since the final started? Have you seen both games or have you caught highlights? I have seen bits of both games. What's hilarious is game one, I stopped watching when the Warriors were up 15, 16. And then uh, I was doing something else and my kids said, uh, I'm not going to say it because I'll trigger it, but hello, Google, you know the (laughs) saying there. And they said, um, what's the score of the Warriors game? And it said, the Warriors are down by, you know, whatever it was. And and my eyes lit up and I said, holy cow, I can't believe it. And so um, I didn't watch any of game two. I did peek in at the score and I saw that what I thought I would see the Warriors handily taking care of business after that first loss so yeah. i i will keep an eye on and watch most of it especially as it gets a little closer to the end yeah i don't know if um you know i've heard everything from it's going seven to it's going five so i'm hoping it's competitive uh i didn't see any uh of the celtics heat uh, but i heard it was a pretty sloppy series uh it wasn't really fun to watch uh and um but i'm gonna stick by my pick i really do think that this this may be jason tatum's year it's sort of a it, i i know Brave. i know it's uh he's it's he's ice skating uphill a little bit um but i really do think it's his year but with regards to legacy let's because that's really what cards uh, like long-term value for cards is built around his legacy. Yeah. Let's just say the Warriors go ahead and finish them off in however many games. What what does this mean for Steph, Steph Curry's legacy? I mean, like right now, I would say he's probably easily in the top 15 players of all time. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I, I would call him probably, if not the greatest shooter in the top couple, for sure, and and could very well be the greatest shooter by the time it's done, if not already. Um, but yeah, asked, he's just going to stack rings, it seems. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, though. So let's take Kurt, let's let's uh, go, uh, Doctor Strange, and go into another universe where Curry uh, broke his leg as a. 10 year old and never played basketball who who would be the greatest shooter of all time now oh boy um in your opinion i'm not a real basketball guy i mean i've got a couple couple things couple names rolling around in my head yeah when you think that you think three pointers and you think ray allen and you ray think allen. and you think reggie miller and mm-hmm. um john havlicek Oh, wait, we're going we're to talk about him later. Sorry. Oh, um, nice team. Uh, <laughs> you don't think about him, but uh, Larry Bird, you know, but there, there's a difference between scorers and shooters, right. and there's a difference between between shooters and three-point shooters. So right. those are, without any thought, those are a couple names that come to my mind, but Curry yeah. is just like light years ahead of them with some of those records that, and he's not even close to being done. So, right. right. And, but that's the thing. I mean, he's, he's changed how kids play basketball now. For sure. Like that's, he's, I mean, you know, 20 years ago, there wasn't anybody taking shots from where he's taking shots from, but it's clear if you watch highlights, he has had an impact on how Jordan Poole plays basketball. Yeah, 
Well, and and you hear about some of those generational players that come through that change the game. And, uh, you know, Jordan was, was one of those LeBron was one of those and Curry has been one of those. Um, and then you're looking at, you know, maybe who's, who's going to be next not And in the card business and the long-term legacy wise, I look at player, you know, that LaMelo's got so much attention on, on him. And I've always said, I think LaMelo's going to be long-term great, but he's just not going to be one that just changes the game um, like those other players have done. So I'm, I'm very careful with, you know, this real heavy investing in LaMelo is he going to be? I think he's going to be a great point guard for years and years to come. But he's not going to put a team on his shoulders and take them to the finals and win. He's he's going to be a valuable tool on a team that goes into all the way potentially. Luca puts a team on his back and literally carried him almost to the finals. So there's such a difference there. Jonathan, it, he says he still sucks at shooting, so he didn't change my game, but you know you suck at shooting because you tried to yeah, you tried to emulate curry so there you go he still had an impact no, I'm just yeah kidding. i think i think my my point there is is that i, I certainly he's likable and he's marketable i mean you know the camera loves him he's uh, you know he he's you see him on tv i think just with his style of play and his likability and his marketability and the social media world that we live in, I think, I think uh, that's going to have just as much of an impact on his card prices as, as anything else. But yeah, let me let me go to the green team real quick. Okay, let's just say my prediction comes true, and Jason Tatum uh, puts, and he's a, he's a guy that puts a team on his back, right? What does this? What would this mean for him as far as? his legacy as because his cards are it's i feel like his cards are already there's like a a ring or two already built into his prices feels like it yeah um and i think he he was in that 17 18 class and it's like i feel like sometimes the hobby searches for a player in each year that they can kind of chase it almost like makes buying that product maybe um more desirable because they've crowned someone as someone, but Tatum's a stud. There's no doubt. And, um, but I remember when we, when we bought grand slam, that was the product that was on the shelf. 17, 18 basketball was on the shelf. And at the time it was Lonzo ball. You were kind of chasing in that product and, uh, Donovan Mitchell and, and Jason Tatum were also in there, but it was kind of Lonzo, believe it or not, when we first took over that you were chasing in that knowing that Tatum and Mitchell were supposed to be good too, but then that product kind of cooled as the next year was Luca and Trey. And then, and then there was a big, a big push on Tatum stuff as he got better and better. So yeah, I think it would, it'll still jump, even though it does feel like it's got that, that ring price built into it. But um, you know, I still think you got to, you got to win a ring and then you got to be viable for a little while. Um, And, you know, you got to flirt with the finals consistently to be kind of in that that all-time great, these are the cards to chase, these are the rookies to chase. Um, 
talking about this is not the card from the vault, but I've got a lot invested in Curry. These are two that I sent off that came back. A lot of our customers had that submission from Palmetto come back. Got nines on both of these. So these nice. are just two, two Curry rookies. I was really thinking had a legitimate shot at tens. But uh, for me personally, I have more tied up in Curry than I do Tatum. Um, yeah, I have zero of each. Uh, I just got in too late. Everyone yep. was high by then. So yeah, let's let's uh, let's take a look back at some guys that were that played for these teams um, that uh, left these teams. This is kind of like one of those crazy stats. Yeah, it's it is nuts that Kyrie Irving, who uh, for a lot of people think hit the biggest shot in Cleveland basketball history um, and uh, Kevin Durant. They are both. They both left their teams to go play for Brooklyn, and those teams are in the finals now. Yeah. What does this say about those two guys? It ain't good. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think there's any any doubting that Durant is probably the best current player in the league, like all around. He's just the best. But. You got it. You need more than just being the best. You, chemistry, I think people just, yeah, and deep bench and injuries and all that stuff. But I think, uh, you know, chemistry is so underrated and it's proving, proving you can't just throw. Well, look at LeBron, Bosch, and Wade. They weren't rolling over, but ever, over everybody when they joined forces. It took them a year to get that chemistry rolling. It goes to, I mean, it goes to prove that, that, uh, these, I mean, the level of play there, not during the regular season all the time, but at least in the playoffs, when people start playing defense, when these athletes, these elite athletes, uh, you know, I've never been on courtside uh, for an NBA game, but you lose perspective when you're watching an NBA game on television because everybody's over six feet. I mean, Curry looks teeny out there. He's 6'3". Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, when you see these guys in person, I've been told that it's it, it's amazing that these seven footers move the way they do they're the greatest athletes in the world yeah um i mean who would you take one-on-one -on -one if you had to pick one player to battle one-on-one -on -one? i mean you're probably going to take durant you know if it's just so a one-on-one -on -one. yeah seven foot and he can shoot he's got in the gym range so anyway let's segue into my next point um which is that psa has opened up and this is a little announcement from our friend Meredith over at Palmetto Cards. Yep. That their value level, which is bulk, I think, um, is back $30 a card up to $299 in uh, value, or you're going to get upcharged. Um, and there, but there are some caveats. Uh, it has to be a it has to be a card uh, older than 1996. Um, no, so. more no current. If it's 96 to now, it's got to be younger than 96. No, it? it cannot be younger than 96. It younger than be, it has to be from 1996 to now. That's that is how young. I read that. That's younger. Because if it's 95 and older, it's older. Yeah. Do you understand how age works? <laughs> Carry the one. Well, you know what I mean. It cannot be. Bro, yeah, to... 96 until now. So 
nothing older than 96. That's what I said. Listen to the tape. Watch the replay. (laughs) It has to to be from 1996 until now. And and this is maybe sort of a sticking point for some. For me, They're not going to start grading these. They'll accept them. They'll get them in the system. But they're not going to start grading these things until after they are through with the current backlog. And that's probably going to be late summer based on some stats that I'll bring up. But before I bring up those stats, what do you think about that? PSA I don't, opening? I like the fact it's open. I don't like the fact that they. it feels like they're opening it up prematurely if they're not through their backlog. That's my amateur view from, from how it would... Who cares if you're taking my cards and checking them in if you're not going to touch them for a while? Right. I'd rather they be at my house than at your in your warehouse. <laughs> that would be. Um, here, let me share this screen. So I'm look what I'm for those of you guys who are listening. I'm looking at gemrate.com. I'm infatuated with this website now. But in May, it looks like. Um, PSA graded 889,000 cards. So they're they're pushing 900,000 cards a month. And I bet if they didn't have Memorial Day and uh, they probably would have gotten closer to, to a million uh, in May. So they're doing about uh, close to a million cards a month that probably why are they taking have... memorial why are they taking memorial day off if we have cards that need credit <laughs> that's what i said Just but they they have they have all the capacity in the world they're probably going to get through the backlog and so let's just say august 1 they start in on these that means in 120 days which is uh, i can't tell between younger and older so you tell me what's 120 days from august 1st well, that's that's four months. Four months, yeah. So September, October, December. November, December first. So, so December one, you'll get you can conceivably get cards back. So that that's puts so, you so at the very beginning, the very beginning of basketball season. And the playoff picture in football is just now rounding out. And those guys that you sent in to get graded are benched. That's a danger. Um, what about like uh, like Bowman stuff, prospect stuff, where, you know, who cares? Bowman, they're not, yep. not going to get called up for a while. So, yeah. Said- and so I, this is not me talking. This is me doing some research on, on this this morning uh, to prepare for this. But uh, Neo Cards and Comics, he's a pretty prominent YouTube channel. He, his theory, and I tend to agree with him, is they are going after Prism, the Prism base cards that are currently going to SGC. That's what he's saying. And I tend to agree. So I'm going to ask you for a hot take here. Is this an SGC killer? I think it would depend on does PSA consider SGC legitimate competition? I mean, if you can't keep up with the demand of your own customers, do you have competition? That's, I mean, that's one way to look at it. Um, So, I mean, at that price, they have to be, 
they have to be competing with those regardless. They know that they know they're the number one choice. Um, if, if they're, if they're, here's what's probably happening at $50, they're able to make headway on their, their backlog. And at some point they're going to make their way all the way through it. And they're going to be staffed for what they've been churning. This is just common sense. Um, they need to have these cards starting to starting to flow in. So they've got employees to keep busy and numbers to hit and not look like they're going backwards. And so, yeah, it makes absolute sense. I'm, I would assume this will be the, the very basement. I can't see that price going down anymore. Can you, I mean, this is probably going to be the bottom for good. I don't know, man, a million cards a month. And then they get through the backlog and they have this capacity that, I mean, every look, they don't want a 10 million card backlog, but they need to know that they've got probably a three month backlog that they, that they Mm -hmm. know that for, if, if nobody sent them cards for three months, they would still be making revenue. So, I mean, this, this could be the end. I think if, if SGC stays at, if SGC stays at $23, 23 to $30, this is going to force their hand. Well, yeah. If, if a large portion of SGC customers now go back to PSA, cause that's who they preferred at that price anyway, then SGC has got the staffing to lower their price and to get some, get some stuff coming in. Right. I mean, it's the same principle, just on a smaller scale. Yeah. So. Yeah. They, ha- they have to have a pretty large staff churning through cards pretty good as well. And they, they do. If some of that dries I mean, up a little bit. How do you speed that back up? You open up a $10, $12 submission. And then they get crushed. Because right now, SGC is at five weeks. If you're going through a bulk submitter, it's about five weeks. If you're going straight to them, it's probably four weeks. There is a, there is a sect of people that just prefer SGC. Either they're slabs or they've had a bad experience with PSA or for whatever reason, um, or their, their card submitter they use that they've grown to love is a SGC only submitter. I mean, there's just a lot of different scenarios that, that they have to look at. Um, they're talking in the chat a little bit about Joe Adele. Funny you mention him <laughs> because... I got this back too, since I'm going to show off this. This was the blue wave refractor that um, I don't know. He's probably not a listener of the show, but I bought this as a redemption card off a customer and uh, redeemed it and got the card. And then I sent it to PSA, just got it back in this last little, little batch. But uh, he was called down by the time I got that card. So my customer may have done well, but <laughs> They're saying he's back. I did see you went, I think you went one for four yesterday. So hopefully he hit that call down helps him out. But that was a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I was excited about that card because I got a 10 out of it. So I, I would be too. Yeah. You know, I'm an SGC guy um, just because, uh, and, and I agree with uh, um, Mr. Facebook user that $50 a card is still too high because I just don't play in, in cards that are $500 and above. I just, I'm just not there. So it doesn't make sense for me to spend 
50 or 150 if I want it back faster to get a car grade. I just, I'm not in the, yeah. you know, I don't sweep, I don't swim in that, that deep water. Um, you know, maybe, maybe one day I can have cards from the vault that can be like yours, but, <laughs> uh, not and, right now. And I say the same thing about others. Like. <laughs> but I, I do think this is, this is PSA throwing down the gauntlet. They are forcing these other companies to drop their prices, which they, they're happy to see because then those other companies will get flooded. And then once those other companies, those return times start getting closer to PSA's return times, it's checkmate. PSA is playing, playing. I feel like PSA is playing chess and these other guys are playing checkers. And unfortunately that when you have this sort of market share, you, you could do that. So I feel, I feel a little bad for SGC. They're, they're in, I think they're in, in, in trouble, unfortunately, because I love them. I've I've got SGC slabs behind me. I've been an SGC guy, and I hope they survive this. And I hope moving forward they figure out a way. So, got some uh, comments in the chat. Yeah. Uh, That's he's referring to Joe Adele on that one. Yep. I've been, I've been uh, if we're not highlighting your comments, I do read them all, Ed, <laughs> Ed and JP. And uh, yeah, I'm a fan because I'm a Cubs fan. So Wilson Contreras. Uh, this is William Contreras is his brother. And so um, if he's got, he's got the fight in him that, that Wilson has, um, he's going to be a good catcher. So, yeah, I'm a Braves guy. And when the Braves got rid of Shea Langoliers, who was doing really well in the minors, um, that means that they saw something um, with this Contreras kid uh, who's there. So, all right. Wow. Long opening rip. Josh, what up, boys? I don't know who said what up, boys. I don't know. Not logged in, but they're probably watching on YouTube, maybe. Or... <laughs> um, what's new in the shop? Uh, new in the shop. So we got some fill-in stuff uh, on the shelf. Some uh, stuff we've been out of. Uh, more Gypsy Queen that's been selling really well. Um, on the way this week, we have some nice products. We have Noir basketball is coming not a lot of it that's a high-end product that we tread carefully with because it ties up a lot of money and um you know those boxes above a thousand dollars we just we just tread carefully there we like to churn and burn the the lower price stuff um absolute baseball will be one of those because it's a panini baseball product it's a sweet product it is unlicensed and so the price will be pretty nice we got a bunch of that coming um obsidian football so oh, we've got, and because it's football, we got a bunch of that coming. Um, I think those, I think that's, oh, you got the dates there. Uh, it's Friday. So isn't the 10th Friday? Yeah, the 10th is Friday. So Noir is the only thing that comes out on Wednesday that we will have. Um, top Series 2 Baseball. We've got a lot of hobby, a lot of jumbos. It's always a, an affordable, fun rip. And that's. That hits the shelves Friday, the day before trade night. So if you, whoever comes to trade night, we'll have a bunch of that, and uh, we'll probably have a good good price on it as well. Nice. Let chew through that pretty fast. So uh, Obsidian football will be expensive, like most of the new football products are, but uh, uh, maybe we'll break some of that. Um, if not, we'll have it for sale in the shop. It's always that, gorgeous. That. Um... And I know Absolute Baseball is not is not licensed, but 
Do you have a checklist handy up and uh, what's the what's the insert chase there? Is that going to be a downtown? Is that going to be a kaboom in that? I you know, know they're gonna, I know they're going to throw something in there. It would be cool if it was a kaboom. Uh, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I need to I need to know that. In fact, um, uh, if you want to blab for a second, I can uh, I can tell blab, you that because. Blab, 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 blab. So, yeah, I'll blab a little bit. Looking forward to top series two baseball. Not really sure about who the rookies uh, they're going to release. I know that. Um, <clears throat> I know that. Uh, look, James is helping you out a little. James, bit. didn't you hit a kaboom last year out of absolute from us? I could be wrong, but uh, correct me if. Yeah. yeah, there it is. We hit a kaboom last year. Yeah, I, I thought you did. Um, yeah. And that's. Uh, I think that says Roper. Is that Matt Roper? That is the, it, it's not the guy from Three's Company, so. <laughs> Mr. Roper. Yes, I did hear that Wander is going to be um, uh, in, in top series two. They're going to. I'm looking gonna... at, yeah, I'm looking at some absolute previews and stuff. And some of these, of course, they're showing off Wander cards in there. Mm -hmm. and some of these look pretty sweet. I am looking to see if maybe Kabooms are in this year's. That would be one reason to rip that, just because these inserts, I think when we look back uh, 10 years from now, uh, some of these inserts are going to be highly, highly collectible. I yeah. Mean, no, so. you're right. Licensed or not, the kabooms will be sweet. James, who did you... Oh, Cody Bellinger was the yep. one last year. Yep. Ed, are you a Houston fan? Is that what I'm hearing? I think he is. I'll, yeah, there's Kaboom. So let me read the Kabooms really quick. There's 20 of them. Okay. Maybe we will be able to break this stuff. Maybe y'all will fill a break if we can Kaboom chase. So we got Mike Trout, nice. Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Acuna, Otani, Devers, uh, Jordan for Ed, uh, Wander Franco, O'Neill Cruz, Brandon, hey, Mar a Brandon Marsh, who's having a great rookie season from what i've seen Corey seager freddie freeman bryce harper lindor chris bryant mookie betts yelich babe ruth stan musual and aaron judge those are 20 fun kabooms i think that'd be a nice set to put together right and don't sleep on this kid o'neill cruz he is built like a brick outhouse and he is the real deal okay so all right that is what is new in the shop. Behind the counter, let's pull the curtain back. Let's talk about why an esteemed card shop like Grand Slam, Rockville, oh. why do you guys do breaks? If you guys have a brick and mortar shop, a lot of these online breakers, you know, they're, they're, it's all they do. They do not have a brick and mortar presence. They, they, they just run as many breaks as possible. I think Mojo breaks. I heard that they do 141 breaks a week. I could not imagine the shipping and the sorting and yeah. that, that goes with that. But why does a card shop, a local card shop, why do you, why do, you do, do breaks? So uh, we touched on this, I think, a, a little while back. JP, the smart aleck. To make money. Well, let me know when that starts happening. But... Um, <laughs> So we, we did it as uh, a way to stay in business when COVID reared its ugly head. And so when that happened, we, we uh, a friend and I were in the process of talking about how we ought to start one. And um, 
And then when COVID kind of made its presence known, I thought, uh-oh, well, what if we have to close? You know, you hear the rumors of businesses having to close down and not be able to blah, blah, blah. And so we frantically created the page and started adding some of our friends and, and adding customers and spreading the word. And, uh, and then I advertised on Facebook and blasted it out all over the country. Um, that's how we got a hold of Ed. That's how we got our hooks into Ed and many of the other guys that uh, that watch the breaks or watch the podcast. But so that's where it originated from is a is a kind of a panic reaction to we want to be able to keep the shop open. And if we can't open our doors, um, we need to uh, thank you, Ed. We need to get money rolling in somehow and move some of this product. And so the exact opposite happened, you know whether we were supposed to or not, we didn't shut our doors one day. I didn't wear a mask in the store one day. That's a topic for another day. We welcomed them in the store, of course, but uh, we just kind of rolled and no one said anything to us. And so we just kept rolling, but business, you know what the card business did during COVID it took off and um, yeah. And it was, it was good. And then, you know, our breaking page took off and we had gotten a lot of people in there and we were starting to post some breaks and, um, and then the store was so busy, we were taking that was taking a lot of our attention. And so people in the break group would say, "Hey, are y'all gonna break something?" Um, oh yeah, we need, we need to take care of that group as well too, because also it's fun to open cards. Let's not let's let's not uh, forget about that. So I I enjoyed and looked forward to doing that. And so that's what we started to do, just kind of take care of the break page. But it wasn't like a huge priority because we were so busy at the store um, when we were open and. Um, so that's how it started. And then um, I just wanted to, yeah, Ed, social media is 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 huge for this business, especially. And I mean, how else do you advertise nowadays without the newspaper and the radio? When I was in the shoe business, you know, 15 years ago, that's what we we had our we had our radio advertisements and our newspaper advertisements, but you don't do that now. Everything's social media. And so what a great tool. But um I wanted to talk about, you know, the breaking and kind of what it goes into it. A lot of people know what goes into it, but really don't quite understand. Um, I think sometimes people will look at a box like our prison break, uh, prison football break. So there's 32 spots and there's $49 a spot. So you're looking at, I mean, what, 32 times, you're looking at $1,600 is what we would bring in for one box of prism. Well, we sell those boxes in the store for 15 and I'll tell you right now, I'd rather sell a box in the store for $14.50 than break a box online because it's so much easier and um, and we'll make, we probably make just as much if not more money doing that. So if you're, if you're doing the math on someone's break, especially ours, because we are a brick and mortar shop that pays sales tax and everything, um, I always take that for instance, $1,500 and we have 7% sales tax that we have to pay on top of that. And so I think that's $110 there, uh, about $50 in approximately in supplies and shipping because we pack, we like to think that we pack everything pretty nice. Um, so there's off of your $1,700, there's 150, 160 easily just in, in fees and uh, expenses. And then you know, our time is worth something. Um, we have to uh, spend the time filling it, posting it, tracking down everything. 
Um, and then I have a couple guys that help me with it. And so they don't work for free. And so we, we split a little bit of the profit if there's any left. And so the biggest reason we do it is let's face it. Hobby boxes are super expensive right now. And what has happened is our everyday customer can't, it can no longer afford a hobby box. And those guys that were coming into the shop and were able to spend $189 on a hobby box now come into the shop and it's $599. I can't afford that. And so have a good day, you know? And so the only way we can move through this product, so we have the cash flowing and the bills stay paid, um, is to break some of this. And so we don't break this stuff to, to line our pockets and um, get rich. We literally do this because we enjoy opening it. Um, we want to get these cards, you'll, yeah, I mean, a lot of you are our local customers that break with us and it's an easy way to have some fun in a very expensive product now for a fraction of the price. Is it as, is it as good as getting a hobby box on your own and getting to keep all the cards for sure? No, but it, it does feel good when you pay 30 or 40 bucks and you hit an $800 card, which does happen. So I would love to hear anybody's questions about breaking from our perspective. Um, you know, we're having a hard time filling stuff now. And it, it there's a little bit of a, it's product related because when Prism launched, we were able to fill some Prism boxes pretty fast, but um, other products don't fill as fast. And so I know there's a little bit of burnout on it. Like Ed has said in the past, there's just a breaker around every corner now. And so um, if one, if you can't get in one night, you can get in the next one or whatever. So um, I always wanted to pride our breaking page on the fact we're a brick and mortar. So your payments are going through an established business. Um, we've got, we've got a, uh, a plethora of products we can break typically, and I can get my hands on many more. The, the downside of uh, if, if we could fill these breaks quickly and, and just break them day after day, I think people would see a much greater variety and, we would be able to just keep a lot more product coming through. But uh, yeah, me and Ed talked privately about going back to the Facebook to fill breaks, but here's what, and I, Ed through text message, I kind of explained a little bit of this to him, but um, I was just reading James comments. Yeah. So you like the idea of getting a big team. Everyone pays the same price and you know, some people are going to get a big team, but um, as I was telling Ed in the, in text message was, Whenever I would post a break on Facebook, I had to be able to sit down and not do anything else when I post that break because those comments come in and people are grabbing spots and grabbing duplicate spots. And I've got a, nope, six, spot six has already been grabbed. I need you to grab this. So I couldn't post a break and then go to bed and let it fill overnight because it was a nightmare when I woke up to duplicate spaces were grabbed and, and it was all, all hell broke loose. And so I couldn't do that. I couldn't, um, post a break and then go do something with my family. I couldn't post a break while I was at the shop because I'm helping customers and I can't tend to those comments. And so um, that was where, you know, my brother came in where it was like, man, if we had a way where people could go grab their own spots, make their payment, the thing fills on its own, and then I can break it when it's done. That's no problem. And then we can, we can sort it and ship it on, on our own time. But that's where the web page came from. We needed a way for this to be able to kind of be done automated. And a lot of big companies are doing that. So it is a little surprising to me that our breaks were feeling slower in a system like that. Um, 
I guess I don't understand the process behind I want to post a comment for my spot and then A, hope Josh sees it, B, check back and make sure that it got seen. I would just like to go see there's my spot, there's spot 12, click, pay, I'm in. So, um, yeah, Ed's saying the interaction at the time is important to the customer, especially new ones. And I get that, but, I mean, it sells itself. It's a prism box and you're getting a team. So I understand that, I guess. Um, yeah. I, I, and that's what I thought too. Like you could just go in and say, Josh, give me spot 12 and you're done, but you still have to then go back later and make the payments and send the payment and type in the, uh, so yeah, Ed, Ed knows time, time is the enemy for that. Um, but we still have some things cooking uh, behind the scenes. And so stay tuned there. Um, the other catch 22, and this is like Michael, me, me talking to you as a sounding board and everyone else can listen, but it's like, I'll, I'll post a poll, try to get a pulse of what people want to break and things. And then I still feel like there's a little bit of, they don't want to really tell. It's like, you know, Hey honey, you know, excuse me, my first date. What, why don't you like me? Well, she might want to say your breath stinks, but doesn't want to say your breath stinks. And so, um, no, it's not, you know, so I need the truth. We need the truth so we can make it better. And that's what those polls are typically for. But, um, I am interested, Michael, your thoughts, cause you've helped me a little bit with the breaking page and it did seem like a drastic drop off from Facebook to the new webpage, but we did go back and toy with the Facebook posts again, and then it didn't, it didn't fill. We had to pull it down as well. So I thought, well, maybe it's timing. Maybe we're in a period of time where, you know, people are just kind of chilling out a little bit. Um, so I, maybe I'll know the answer one of these days, but, uh, we haven't yeah. given up on it by any means. We're going to give it a break at this trade night. We're not going to do a break this trade night. We're going to do some other fun things instead. But uh, yeah, we're not going anywhere as far as the breaking goes. But I do want people, when I say in the break, thank you for filling it. You're just helping us stay in business. You really are. We're using that money to just uh, pay for product because um, you and I talked about it in the pregame. We we pay for, we're forced to pay for all of our product up front. Um and so we don't get 30 days to sell through some of this product to pay for it or 60 days terms on invoices. We're forced to pay for everything um, up front. And so, eh, you know, gas prices, maybe. Yeah, maybe the economy. Uh, lower end products are tough to break, James. I agree. Um, I posted some higher end $500, $600 hobby boxes and no one wanted to touch it with a 10 foot pole. And so this is 18 packs, several numbered cards, two autographs. One's an on-card pen pal, rookie auto. Um, huge cards can come potentially from here. And uh, you told me <laughs> that, that was 20 bucks for a spot in that, you know, so I hear, I hear that let's stay away from lower products. And then I post higher end products and it's like, well, 50 bucks for a team or 30 bucks for one spot's a lot of money. And so the days of us being able to do, I remember the magic number was we would do five nice football hobby boxes and it was $49 a team. That was kind of like 15, 1600 bucks is what we would bring in that covered all the costs for all the boxes and the time and everything. Um, so 
I don't know. And if four people in the chat tell me the same thing, that still doesn't mean anything because you four could grab a spot in a break and it still doesn't fill quickly. And so I need, I need a bigger pulse, but um, yeah, see some pick your teams, Lee, that's, that's a good thought. Um, and that's, that's one of the next on the horizons because you got the guys where money's not an issue. I'll pay 150 bucks for the Patriots. Cause I want to chase Mac Jones where someone's like, I want him to break. I just want to grab my Browns for 10 bucks. And so, um, that's that is one thing we're working on, Lee. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. So if you want my take on it, number one, if anybody out here thinks that that uh, getting on camera and handling other people's cards is easy, they should try. Um, I've I've done a couple breaks for you, Josh, and it's way harder than you think. And because number one, uh, you have to be somewhat entertaining. Because if not, then <laughs> they're gonna go somewhere else. Number two, you are handling what could be some very expensive cards for people. So there's a little bit of pressure to show cards, to care for the cards. And then after you run an hour and a half break, it's an hour and a half of sorting. And if it's, you know, if it's Bowman baseball, it's two and a half hours sorting. So, um, you know, if, if you think breaking's easy, please go try it. It looks like it's easy. The guys that are really good at it make it look easy. Uh, it's not. Number two, um, I really do think that people wait for big product. And, you know, when they can't get the big product and breaks, then they'll go to the secondary products. So I think it's just a matter of time. I've been trying to stay positive and encouraging. I know that you like to see these breaks fill. The guys that initially buy into breaks early to sort of jumpstart it they want to see these things fill so i would just encourage you just to stay stay positive these things are going to fill the the mechanism of getting these things um, filled whether it's a website or facebook or or whatever uh that's just a tool i think the the end product is is being entertaining knowing that you're going to care for people's cards getting them shipped uh, and just having a great community. I think that's one of the things that drew me uh, because I I didn't meet you in the shop first. I think I joined a break first. And okay. it, was, it was just a great community. I mean, everybody in your community, in your breaking community, they're positive, they're helpful, they're, they're really, really good collectors. So um, I, I would just say that uh, I think things are going to be just fine. <laughs> we will see. Yes. Um, what, when you were talking, I thought of one, um, someone said, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, every now and again, I'll hear someone say, you know, I, I think I'm going to start up, start taking uh, breaking or I'm going to try breaking. And, uh, I always think like you, you will until you have to sit and sort and package and ship all that stuff. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, and uh, yeah, I've been, I've been reading all the comments as they come in y'all. Thanks for the, Thanks for the tips in the comments. Um, but yeah, so I, but I wanted everyone to kind of hear my perspective on the breaking and um, something before it was like, look, I'm just busy and I just can't get to doing it because the store's busy. And now as, as things seem to have calmed a little bit, um, we got a little bit more time to break. It's kind of odd because now the breaks won't fill as fast and, it's, it's why the store isn't as full easy. It's just, everyone's kind of chilling out a little bit and not spending buku bucks. And uh, yeah, so, but that's why we started 
why we do it, why it's not as easy as you think, and why we're grateful to those that <laughs> help build them. Very so. grateful. So um, we will try pick your teams. I'll work on that in the next couple of days. Let's get a pick your team break up there. We'll try it out and see. Absolutely. I, I guess. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. I was always kind of under the impression that people that wanted to break, it was kind of like, hey, you know, I'm going to be relaxing at the house tonight. Um, you know, I can spend, you know, less than 50 bucks. I like to think, you know, 20, 30, 40 is where our typical price range is. And I can, you know, get entertained and possibly hit a big card. And at the very worst, I get to watch some boxes get open. So I guess I, when you say people are saving for big products or they're waiting for the, I guess I didn't, I don't think people, I didn't think people put that much thought into it. It was kind of like, Hey, I'm going to be bored tonight. I'm kind of in the mood to see some cards be opened or watch some cards be open and maybe have a dog in the fight. And so have a chance to hit some, we've hit some in the two and a half years we've been doing this at least two and a half years of breaking. We've hit some huge cards in these breaks, huge. Um, and you know, Chris was in the store today. He's the one that hit that Trey Lance number to 49 the other day out of prison. That's a $800 card. He'd spent, he'd been in about every prison break we had done was a couple hundred in one card, you know, right. uh, it's all it takes. And so, uh, yeah, I, there's, there's another one more little catch 22. Sometimes we don't break. I'm just thinking like optic baseball and Donruss baseball. It sells so fast in the store that I don't have any to break. That's, that's one element of sometimes why you don't see a break posted on a hot new product is it just sells too fast in the store. And so um, I have to be careful there. I have in-store customers I got to take care of as well. So, all right. Uh, That's why you break. Sam's in the chat. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> this was a gift to my wife who doesn't wear hats. And so Amanda <laughs> Riggins gave this to her. And that is a sweet I, con I confiscated it. So. <laughs> well, thanks for the insight on breaking. Um, I am sure that the feedback, you're going to take uh, all the feedback that you we've gotten in the chat seriously and uh oh thank you susan i appreciate that you got to stand um, up and show them what it says oh yeah so it says Funny. uh back to back world war champs i and that? i asked you i said are we gonna three p that'd be sweet <laughs> no wait, no we don't we don't do that <laughs> all right uh we're re we're running a little long today but uh, i do want to touch on this since we are having a trade night yeah uh my boys are going to be at trade night. Uh, I know that Gavin will be there. Carson will be there. Hopefully I can talk Cameron into bringing some of his Pokemon there because there is a pretty big Pokemon display for him to take a look at. But what makes a good trade uh, with, with sports cards? Like, what, what's a good trade? So, uh, so the simple answer, both parties walk away pleased with what they got. That's a perfect trade, you know. Despite despite the values, both people walk away happy with what they're walking away with, then it's a good trade. That that's the simple answer. Right. Uh, is that isn't that the only answer? I mean, that's really the simple. I, I think there's a little bit of nuance there. Like, I, I think a trade for me is is uh, there's there's a little bit more of a. I want to hose that person. Oh, no. <laughs> a, a little bit more of a personal touch there. Like if, like I'd be willing to take a a bit of a loss if it was a card that was was going into the PC. 
For sure. Uh, and I had a card, and I knew that the card that I was trading was had a little bit more value, like retail value or sale value. But I really want that card, and I'm, I'm willing to take an L on it because it's something that I've either been chasing, uh, I haven't found on eBay, um, and and plus there's a social aspect to it, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll buy a card from a guy that is a jerk. I probably won't do a trade deal with a guy that I don't like. What unless you, you just know that? you're coming out way ahead. <laughs> right, unless I'm going to hose him. Like you just said, <laughs> <laughs> and Ed, Ed Ed said it. It's not necessarily a money thing when when it's a trade. Yeah. So, now there's another there's another aspect to it where it is simply a money thing. Yeah. We are just looking at equal value, um, and maybe for us at the shop we can sell Freddie Freeman easier than we can sell you know one of the Mariners players or Ken Griffey Jr. For instance, let's say just as an example. So. All of a sudden, now we need to just make sure that the money's right, you know. Um, so, but it, it still boils down to both people walk away pleased, even in a even in a financial interaction. You know, you're trading money for that card. I I'm happy with the price I got, and that person's happy with the card they got. So, what's what's uh, real quick? What's the worst trade you've ever made? Oh man, um, like immediate. Like I'm not talking. You look back like a year later and say that was an awful trade what's the worst trade and you're like daggummit so i haven't i haven't done i haven't done a whole lot of trading just straight trading because typically we're buying cards um and just paying a, a discounted price to to give them cash and then for us to put it out to sale i will say the mistake i've made in the shop and i'm an idiot but i've done this a few times there's, there's two main mistakes that are made, but I'll buy a card, we'll interact, I'll pay for it, the customer leaves, and I pull it out of the case to drool over it, and I didn't see that it was dinged and scratched. Or So I don't pull the card out like I should and super inspect it, and I've gotten, I've gotten drilled that way before. Yeah. Um, one of our longtime regulars and, and, uh, and customers and friends, his name's Bill, at one of the card shows right before right before Mahomes and Brady battled it for the Super Bowl, um, I bought a Prism rookie Mahomes PSA 9 for $3,000, and they lost the Super Bowl to Brady, so I was still okay, but they were they immediately were 2100 the next day. And so, yeah, I, I said, well, I'm in this card for the long haul now. And so <laughs> as it just slowly will creep back right. up, eventually but i tease him all the time but i made a gamble i said i'm gonna buy it the day before the super bowl if he wins that was probably a 3500 card and so <laughs> uh, that was my gamble so but that's the other mistake that i make is um i well jonathan i don't make that mistake anymore that's the see jonathan says everyone rush now and sell me i don't make those mistakes now i look at the cards uh, but um the other mistake I make is I get super excited about the potential of owning that card and I overpay. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys that's in the shop that's been doing this a long time, you know, I remember looking through a col small collection I bought after the customer left and I said, and I start looking up the cards. I'm like, this card was not worth what I thought. This card was not worth. I got excited about these two cards. And I, I always remember him saying, 
hey, I've done the same thing. You just get super excited and you don't want the deal to fall through. And so you, oh, JP, that's the perfect one. JP sold me a, a Caleb Martin Hornets elephant card. Hosed me good. Hosed <laughs> me good. That card's still in the still in the showcase. I can't sell it. JP walked away with his his money. Nancy, what's up? Hey, Nancy. Good to have you back on the show. Yep. All right. Well, we, certainly good, bad, or indifferent on trades. Come out if you're local. Come out this Saturday for trade night. Uh, Josh, we're opening up this the other section for Saturday. Most likely, yep. I would okay. like to be able to spread things out if someone wants to grab a whole table and lay stuff out. It'll give some more room for that over there. Um, I want to also, for our non-local people, I think I'm going to set up a camera just to live stream it. So if you just want to click on the, the Facebook group and just peek in at the shop during it, do that. It'll be fun. You can just you won't be able to do much interaction probably, but we'll do some live stream, a little live web, webcam you can look in at. So Nice, nice. All right card from the vault we're running long here but i think since we took last week off we could run a little, little we usually long. end around an hour we're three minutes away from an hour right, so we're right. close. Uh, jp i did everything i could to get a food truck i did everything i could one food truck took me up on that location and it was a vegan food truck and i did and, and josh was like nope we, we need we need uh we've got a bunch of carnivores uh, in the shop, so we're we're gonna yep. wait wait another. I, I also didn't push you too hard to like frantically get one or re because we've got all summer to do that, and so um, we got several months of trade nights coming up ahead. We'll get one of them out there, I yes. promise. But uh, we'll have more space at this one, so you won't be a sardine, and uh, I'll be a little <laughs> more available because we're not gonna do a break, and so uh, it should be it should be very fun. Um, so. Yep. Card from the vault. What's yep. what you got? So I've got two. I want to show off uh, my big card I got back from Palmetto um, from PSA that I just picked up. I'll show that one second. The first one I want to show is one of our listeners came into the shop. He's a young man, and he sold me this um, 2000 Fleer Ultra 23 Karat Gold Tom Brady rookie card with a facsimile signature on it. Um, his mom was, you need to make it bigger. Ah, there we go. So it's a WCG 10. You don't hear us talk a lot about WCG. <laughs> I think they're up and coming. Just kidding. Um, but this was cool. He, he, I overpaid on purpose because I wanted to own it and I wanted to thank him for being a, a listener. This will go right into my collection, but it does surprise me. This is a 2000 clear ultra card and, um, I paid 40 bucks for it. And, and I overpaid probably $15, just an FYI. But um, it'll, it'll look good in the collection. And I appreciate him coming in. His mom said he actually listens to the podcast. So I said, well, that's definitely going to be one of the cards from the vault. We'll show that off. Thank you for selling that to me. And then um, <laughs> I joked around with JP and told him I should crack it, but I'm not going to crack it. <laughs> this was my big card I got back. I got popped with an upcharge. And I love getting popped with upcharges because that means it's worth more. So um 2018 select josh allen this is the white prism i'm a sucker for those white prisms um when i got the pop back i thought i thought i said i think that card's numbered to 25 that's huge but it's not it's numbered to 75 it's hard to see in the there but 
19 of 75, Josh Allen rookie in the white. And you'll notice I used graded guard nice. bumper. I grabbed the white for the white prism. So someone offered me two grand in the shop the day I opened it out of the box. And I said, I'm a, I want to enjoy owning it for a little bit first. So nice. that's my cards from the vault. So um, <clears throat> I can guarantee you that these cards are going to be at least older. So I found these. Uh, the first one is, um, I'm going to test your old movie knowledge. Do you know who that, who Vivian Lee is? Um, one of the wife of Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> Vivian Lee played Scarlett O'Hara. Oh. I believe. Uh, this card is from 1936. Very cool. I love, love that. that. Fat tobacco card. What's the back yep. look like? Uh, here it is. Pretty nice. cool. And then my other card is Dorothy herself. Oh, is that a tobacco she, card too? What year is that? I mean, this is 1938. You know um, what? You, you know what? Oh, go ahead. How cool is that, right? You know what cards, three cards I want to own that aren't that expensive that I just think would be so cool to own. I, I looked them up. They're in the. They're in the fifties, I think. It's the Three Stooges, and you can get Larry's card, Moe's card, and Curly's. So that would be so cool to get that one each cool. of those. That I'm watching cool. a couple of them on eBay. They're not <laughs> expensive, but no, these were that not, these super were... old stuff is so underrated. It is, it is. So I'm hoping. I I, I looked, and uh, there have been a couple graded with PSA. Uh, I think these old vintage cards are going to look great in an SGC slab. So those will eventually go. So. Nice. All right, those were our cards from the vault. What is coming to the shop next week, Josh? Yep. We wrap things up. Yep. Go really fast. So on the horizon, flawless football, um, obsidian soccer, which I don't know if we'll have in the store yet. Um, you were you were chomping at the bit about the Topps Chrome UEFA Women's Champions League soccer. So also don't know if that's coming, but it might be. So uh, as we get closer on the podcast, we'll we'll clarify that but those are a couple new products um on the horizon you'll see some flawless football cards probably posted as customers open on them <laughs> nice. nice and then again we have trade night at, uh, this saturday if you're local please please be there come say hi uh let us know that you listen to the podcast a couple of you guys have walked up and said that you guys listened and it uh it's really cool when that happens so do that if, if you would all right Wrap th wrapping things up crazy start of the week josh yes yeah, so i touched this yeah i touched on it a little bit earlier i, I could make an argument that john havlicek is better than michael jordan or at least as good so i came across this and i was like this is kind of kind of unbelievable but uh look at those stats both 11 time nba all uh all nba players havlicek was a 13 time all-star jordan 14 time Eight titles versus six titles. I mean, they're within, what, 6,000 career points. Havlicek has more career rebounds, has more career assists, has more career triple-doubles, and is 8-0 in the finals. So I know you can kind of paint stats however you want, but I just thought, you know, is John Havlicek better than Michael Jordan? No, probably not. <laughs> but that's a pretty interesting stat that I saw, and I thought that's really cool. That is cool. Uh, Jonathan, thanks for that. Uh, yes. I'm glad you caught it. I saw that too. Uh, my crazy stat, uh, 
and not a lot of people uh, collect tennis cards, but there's this guy named Rafael Nadal, and I grew up playing tennis, so I, I love watching it when I when I uh, have a chance. Uh, look at these numbers as far as winning percentages at the French Open. Um, he out of he has only dropped thirty four sets. Ooh, sugar balls! What just happened? Okay. Um, He's only lost three matches. Wow, 112 and three. That's that's crazy. 90 straight set wins. 74-74. 39 match win streak. 38 set win streak. 24 sets and zero sets lost. And seven and one on his birthday. This is, it's nuts. And what's even, I did it again. What's even uh, crazier is if if this was any other sport and they were that dominant, yeah, there's no way you could get a rookie card for that much. Eleven hundred. Eleven hundred. I mean, those that's as impressive as Brady, if not more impressive than Brady. And if only he played a men's sport. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just awful. kidding. Just kidding. Awful. It's like when it's like when you see someone. Uh, here's the here's the greatest insult you can give to someone. I and and they would do this to me at my last job. They walk up to you and be like, "Dude, I like that sweater." And you automatically say, "Thanks." And they'd say, "Do they make it men's?" You just you can't back out of it. It stings. It stings. But very good. Do you have any parting shots, Josh? Only, other than that, only insults. I'm afraid. So, <laughs> guys, thanks for listening. Yep. Uh, hope hoping to see you guys Saturday night, and uh, thanks for uh, for being here with us tonight. Yep. Come see us Saturday. It's gonna be fun. Or peek in on the uh, the live webcam. So. See ya. Peace. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the Talking Shop podcast, be sure to give us a great rating and review. Catch you next time as we talk shop.